Welcome back to Teaching Matters, the University of Edinburgh's hub for discussing, promoting, and showcasing teaching and learning around the university. We are a website, blog, podcast, and possibly most importantly, a small group of people passionate about providing platforms for conversations surrounding teaching and learning. This episode is part of our Teaching Awards series, which features conversations between nominees for the Edinburgh University Students Association's 13th Annual Teaching Awards. This year, 2,680 nominations were made. This series features conversations between nominees where they reflect on their experiences and share good practice. This episode's conversation is between Richard Blythe and Michael Merlin, two nominees for Personal Tutor of the Year. They discuss the malleable, supportive role of Personal Tutor, with Michael describing it as both everything and nothing. They also touch on how they've adapted their roles during the pandemic years, how the role of Personal Tutor interacts with teaching and research, and their responses to their nominations. Without further ado, here is Michael and Richard's conversation. Hello, so my name is Richard Blythe and I am a professor of complex systems in the School of Physics and Astronomy at the University of Edinburgh. Hello, I'm Michael Merlin. I'm a lecturer at the, within the School of Engineering um, specialised in uh, power electronics and uh, power systems. Uh, and yeah, that's my pleasure actually to be talking to Richard about the role of personal tutors. Yeah, so what does being a personal tutor mean to you, Michael? What does it involve? Well, we start with the classic academic answer saying that this is a very good question. <laughs> First, because it is everything and, and, and nothing. I think the main point is, is indeed to, um, to be, I'm, I'm in the end, after uh, several years of being in this job, I think I've defined it as being the, the main point of contact for the students in their academic journey to the University of Edinburgh specifically, which means uh, from a very mundane point of view, answering their the questions about uh, curriculum, courses, exams. I suppose that's the same in every department, but specifically with the School of Engineering, how to navigate the different buildings, because we have one of the designing features of universities is to be very like a maze, essentially just uh, the pointing them to, towards the rooms. And that uh, also extends to pastoral cares, being there when the students have challenges or successes, that works as well. And I think it's also extends, it's not really much in the uh, job description, but uh, extends to mentorship as well, meaning that we are there to help them making good decisions, becoming fully grown adults and being ready for the big journey that they, they, they've already started a long time ago, but they only carry on now, which is leading to their future career. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the joke that I often make is that it's not very personal and it doesn't involve any tutoring, but apart from that, it kind of does everything else. But I think that that last point you made was was quite interesting because, yeah, I mean, university is a time, I think, where people start to understand a bit more about themselves and the kind of people that they are and what they want to do. And I think, yeah, we sort of, well, I try and do what I can to sort of help people, help people achieve that. And I've often, I think when I, when I was a student, something that I felt about the university is that it is a place where if you really want something to happen, you can make it happen. And I think maybe, you know, uh, part of what has maybe happened sometimes with some of my tutees is to get them to sort of understand that a bit more and to to start thinking, hey, I could do this thing. 
And I'm like you said, oh, yes, I could help you do that because I sort of know that you can go to these people, talk to them, um, apply for this thing, do that thing and, and sort of guide them in, in the direction that they that they want to go. No, that, I agree with that. I mean, in that sense, Richard, how do you see the scope or the functions of personal tutors uh, to have evolved recently with the advent of remote learning and teaching? Uh, yeah, interesting question. I mean, it's kind of changed a lot of things and nothing at the same time, I would say. I, I think um, we're still doing a lot of the same kind of things. I mean, I guess the most obvious thing is that, you know, the whole situation of the pandemic has put a lot of stress and pressure on people in, in a lot of different ways. So, you know, so obviously, inevitably, students have had a lot more difficulties over this time. I mean, staff too, of course. Um, so we've had to sort of, you know, piece that, that jigsaw together. So I guess we've found ourselves interacting a lot more with the various sort of support services and things within the university than than otherwise we we might have done. Or we've we've seen a lot more of them, seen a lot more of the special circumstances procedures and and all that kind of stuff. Um, just sort of trying to find the right procedure, the right process that exists for the given student. And yeah, I mean, I guess you know I've understood a lot better through this time things like you know the various options like whether taking an interruption or whether doing part-time study or various other things you can do applying for concessions to maybe spread out the exams a bit more and you know I've realized there's a whole landscape out there and a whole set of things which are possible where you know where we're required to sort of deviate from the standard track of, of whacking through all our courses and passing all our exams first time where, where students have had problems that have prevented them from being able to do that then it turns out that the university actually has quite a lot of tools uh, in its armory, uh, weapons, I guess, in the armory, tools in the toolbox. Let's just keep mixing those metaphors. Yeah, so, and, and finding finding the right weapon to tackle the problem that the particular individual student has is something that I've learned a lot about in the last two years. I, I completely agree, and I, I really connect with, with that particular experience because I really like your, your very positive take that uh, the university is a place where we, you could achieve almost anything if you want to. But I also understand, especially for someone coming from the outside of university, especially coming from an extremely, I won't say rigid, but um, structured system like it is high school and, and all, all the previous school system, where the university feels even more like an extremely rigid system. And on top of that, a system with many more I would, say, I would say that it's like a turns left and right and 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 and, and even more challenging and uh, un, uh, impossible to in, understand structure just because of the sheer size of, and legacy of the structure so that's why I, that's why that's where I think the personal tutor was actually quite essential in that because it can help you it's like okay I know that this these services exist and I can point you towards them. The, the usual say that I, I, I tell to our students or anyone is that as much as we live in the Google age and we can Google literally everything, it, unfortunately, we don't know what we don't know, which in itself doesn't mean much, but it also means that, well, if you don't know the right keywords, Google is not going to help you. And that's exactly where the personal sitters play a role in the sense that it, it essentially helps the student being like, okay, Surely, and like 90%, if not 99% of the situations, I don't have the answer to a particular situation uh, for students, whether it's a, uh, it's a problem or a success or anything, but I can point them towards the right direction, 
whereas most likely they wouldn't be able to find where to type. I'm like going to the student website, going to the to the student support service team, going to different this. If if they don't know that those services exist or how to use them, obviously they're not going to use uh, to use them. Even though sometimes for us who have been in the system for far longer, it does feel obvious. Like yes, obviously if you want special circumstances, I mean yes you can contact me. I'm I'm really glad to see how you're doing and the fact that you're taking care of yourself. But at the same time, I'm not the one filing your filing your your, your request. Actually, you could directly go into the student support team and do that. But if you don't know it then they're not going to do it. So I think that's that's essentially the first point of, that's where the first part of contact of the personal tutor is so uh, primordial, uh, very important. And I think that coming back to that aspect about on uh, remote teaching and everything during that pandemic, which was particularly challenging, was that um, traditionally a lot of that information actually provided by our peers, by our fellow colleagues, by older students, by students who have been already in the system, just because you you keep you either meet them inside the amphitheater during lectures, whether you were you were interested listening or not to what the academic was telling you, at least maybe you had some interactions with your neighbors, or meeting in in the cafe, or meeting with student societies, or bumping into one of the administra- very supportive administrative uh, person. All that didn't happen essentially during remote teaching, which which meant that a lot of the everyday know-how was not being passed on. And that's that's where I thought that the personal tutor was so important because we had to be proactive as opposed to being more responding type. Uh, we had to be proactive into reaching out to students like, yes, okay, you know that, or you should know at least that uh, if you need such and such support, if, if you're not feeling well, that's perfectly fine. I will actually personally accompany you virtually, at least, to to get some counselling or to get in touch with the uh, the, the advice place. Or I can. Um, it's like don't worry about that course. I know the, I know the academic. It looks scary by the fact that this is everything is communicated by email, but it's actually fine. It's it's okay. You can you can ask the question later and come back. And I think that's where our role was has grown tremendously over the last few years because because we are provi- providing all that usually uncommunicated uh, information we had to do that actively so that's that's essentially a big change yeah no i i, I agree with that and um, i think probably one of the biggest learning points for us over the last two years was how much information was actually communicated among for example among students you know if mm. Just for, you know, the, the course that I was teaching, I just got so many emails about things which previously students had somehow sort of just absorbed, uh, particularly in the first year of the pandemic where we had very little contact time and the students in quite small groups and just like little things about, oh, is there a hand in this week or, you know, where do I have to go to for this particular thing or something like that, whereas all those things kind of naturally sorted themselves out or even, you know, what topic are we studying this week? You know, I think just just those fairly routine things. It turns out what you need is people to be in the same room as each other, looking at each other, talking to each other to to share all that knowledge and wisdom and and, and get a sense of, of of what's going on. And and you're right that I think that it's fallen to to PTs, well, it's fallen to all staff in in different capacities, but I think it's also fallen to PTs to sort of say to people, oh yeah, actually by now you should be doing this. Yeah, this is the person who deals with that. You know, yeah, yeah, no, this is how we how we submit this kind of coursework and and so on and so forth. And 
maybe at times that's been a little bit annoying, but at the same time, we sort of understand now, I think, a lot better how how universities work uh, as, you know, collections of people who are focused on trying to achieve certain goals and, and how those goals get achieved. There's a lot of knowledge that we've kind of acquired. Surprisingly, I think I think this has this has been one of the more surprising things for the last two years. I think yeah, it's been a, a huge experience, and 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 as you said, it's, it it also meant that we did receive a vastly superior, uh, uh, greater number of uh, of requests from uh, of all ranges. To be fair, I mean, usually the requests were like, can you just register me to to that particular course or something like that? Because we traditionally the academics have been the only one able to interact with the system even though that's going to change. And to uh, actually, how do you, do I connect to learn? How do I change my picture? Like a lot of what could be considered basic or fundamental interaction with how the courses are being taught. A lot of that, uh, exactly as you said, Richard, used to be like, well, they were literally sitting next to their peers and were like, okay, I, I don't know how to submit that piece of coursework. Can you just show me? And they will essentially do so. Whereas now their peers are, virtually maybe sitting next to them, but they're not sitting next to them to the point of showing them on the same screen on how to do stuff. And essentially all waking, uh, going into the same cafeteria and being like, oh, have you submitted a piece of course? Like, oh, that was due this morning. And it's like, no, that's uh, that didn't happen essentially. So they were more like in, in the evening being uh, receiving the last reminder email is like, remember that uh, your course is due in an hour and now finding out that it's getting a bit late. So it's just a lot of things like that going on. I think the other thing that I really like to do as a personal tutor is to really try to connect to the students beyond just the admin side of the personal tutor. I mean, I can really see like the, the, the whiteboard behind Richard uh, being full of matrices and everything, which I'm already very fond, fond of. And I know that one of the first features that I asked when I got my office and started my lectureship here was to get a massive whiteboard in order to do exactly that kind of exercise. And the point is not so much about having a white space, it's more about uh, it's, it's free space where we can just interact and like, oh yeah, I want to explain that to you instead of trying to explain that hand wavingly, I can just quickly go on the board and explain the concept. And that's something which I absolutely loved before the pandemic, because we could just meet with the students and being like, okay, you're talking to me about that course, but do you think you really understood the point? I mean, I can I can understand why for you it looks like a just yet another exam to go through. It's like, but there is actually some very interesting concepts being, be, uh, being taught there. Let me show you some insights that maybe you've missed during the lectures or something. And that's something which unfortunately was very, very challenging to, to do during the pandemic, because I really like to be involved with student societies. I really like to be involved with outside classroom activities. And obviously all that were shut down overnight with, uh, we all thought that it would last two weeks and it turned out to be about two years and, and, and still kind of running some reminiscence are, are still going on in terms of limitations of numbers of people and stuff. And that unfortunately has, uh, has also impacted the trans transfer of knowledge massively. And whenever, when I, whenever I can, many get like, oh, I've got some time now, whatever, I, I connect to that student who has some question about that particular course. What about we just have in, uh, an online chat? Or nowadays we can finally have coffees together. It's like, okay, so <clears throat> I know that all of, you, uh, all of you had the same question about that course. What about we just meet for lunch and, and we can just explain that concept together and I can show you pictures that the one which are behind me and like, like 
look, it's it looks like boring stuff, but actually it's it's not when you look at it from a very different angle, especially when you look at it from a non-exam angle. And that's something that I absolutely love as an academic beyond the personal tutor aspect. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with a lot of that. And also, I mean, I think you sort of to touch on what I was talking about before. I think it's it's nice to sort of find. I mean, previously I was talking about things like you know, uh, you know special circumstances, interruptions, all that kind of formal stuff about finding the, the right path for a student. But of course, you know, things things don't necessarily just go badly; they also go well. And and again, sort of finding you know, a lot of students are very motivated to find internships or or students who want to go abroad, study abroad or looking beyond graduation, what they want to do next. And I've had a lot of really interesting conversations with students about those things as well. And and again, it's one of those things where, well, because I'm not the one who's about to graduate looking for a job, or I'm not the one who needs the internship, I don't necessarily know what all the opportunities are, but, you know, we can sort of sit down and figure out some stuff together. And um, often the career service is, is quite helpful for that kind of thing and putting the students in, in touch with the career service and stuff. But, but again, I think it's, it's really quite nice taking that step back and thinking about the bigger picture and uh, where people want to go, what they want to do, and, and to try and try and help them along that path. So that's it, Richard. Um, I would like essentially to ask you, how do you see your personal tutor role interacting with your research and teaching? That is a very interesting question. I mean, and I don't, I mean, it, yeah, because it's not something you would obviously think necessarily to do. Because sometimes you sort of think, well, I get on my, my research, I will do some hard sums or whatever it is that I do in that. And oh, then here's a duty at the door and I just want to talk to them about, um, you know, what they're going to do after graduation. So you wouldn't necessarily connect those two things. I mean, I, th- I think one thing is, is that, you know, when you're teaching, you can often be thinking of the course more from, oh, yeah, you know, we've got these assessments and we've got, you know, say these hand ins that are coming in. We've got to get them marked and uh, and all that, you know, sort of very kind of organisational kind of stuff. And sometimes maybe you forget a little bit about what it looks like from the other side about actually <laughs> having to do these things. And and you might think, oh, you know, there's all these these late submissions this week. And then you talk to one of your, your tutees or something. And it's like, actually, of course, there's all these perfectly good reasons why why, uh, you know, people are not able to submit on time this week. And we have to sort of, you know, remember that there are human beings on the other side of <laughs> of, of, of this wall of, of scripts that come in. So, yeah, so I think it, uh, it really helps to, to remind you of that, which I think is a good thing, which sometimes one forgets when one's buried deep in learn and grade scope and, and things like that. But, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a good good question. I mean, have you got any, I mean, has it impacted your research at all, for example? Um. I mean, I think the the first impact of on, on my research, I'll say personal tutees, but that's just interacting with students in general, is also always to to keep the research grounded. In my case, it's like, oh, we're doing all those advanced research on power engineering and all this, and it it looks very impressive, and it always looks good when you say that we we work on wind turbine stuff. But when, whenever you like, okay, but where does it actually matter? It's it's important to, to be able to still explain that in in Lemine's words or, or or plain words for all generations and and interacting with it. I think what I like that's what I do with the students in general. But what I particularly like doing with the tutees is actually the let's say that that more personal discussion that we can have with them, being like okay, so 
We are interacting on quite a regular basis because of a number of admin reasons. What about I actually use that occasion to showcase to you some of the cool stuff that you can do out of learning what a vector is or learning what a, a complex number can do apart from giving you better grades. It's actually, look, I mean, this system works on those matrices having such properties and it actually works well. If it wasn't for that, it would be immensely complex to actually understand how they actually work, let alone designing them. So that's that's why, for example, in my office, I, I put up an absolute massive map of the electricity grid in Europe. It's like a double A node, something taking up an entire wall and just showcasing to students what actually the electricity grid looks like. And it's always such an amazing starting point for conversation because it really helps yeah showcasing what we we're doing and i think coming back to the teaching and research and especially research it's first good to see all the people becoming more passionate about the research that we do not only just being nerds in our own lab being like oh this is what i uh, this is what i research on and only a handful of people in the world are actually doing that it's good to see the next generation being actually quite interested in in what we're doing and what can be done and and how they can actually interact with and that's why on that note it uh, Whenever we get nominations for personal tutors or for teachers, I mean, for me, it actually massively brightened my days. I will say that the, the, the days of academics are very bleak, but there are definitely some moments when, when for example, when a nomination comes in, and, and I really like the fact that the Students Association sends them one by one, so it really helps to rebalance the the general vibe of the email box <laughs> but but yeah it really really brighten brightens my day because it's it means that i feel that i have made a difference into someone's life into someone's journey and especially when i read that oh yeah i wasn't sure about the domain but but i think i really would like to learn more about power engineering or actually i thought it was like a an old man uh, domain but now i can see that it's actually open to everyone woman or anyone from any social background that's that really helps me whenever we break stereotypes and that's the kind of comments whether it's through nominations or personal comments that students are sharing with with us which really really well, it makes our day essentially and and confirm that we, we're doing a good job no i i totally agree and, and i think what was interesting for me this year reading the the comments that i received I mean, obviously, I, I can't go into too much detail because they, they were quite specific to, to pe people's situations. But, but you know, you, you have a chat with someone and you, you talk about a particular thing in their life that's quite important for them at that time. But you don't really know, like they walk out of your office or, or they leave the Zoom call or whatever, and, and you don't really know, OK, have, have I helped there? Has that made a difference? And so it is really nice when you when you receive, you know, a, a big chunky email <laughs> from the Students Association, you know, that confirms that actually this this had a major impact in the way that, that this person thought about their life and their studies. Or uh, like I said at the start, there's a development as people as, as they're growing older and learning more about themselves. And and that, I you know, that really touched me. Actually, I was quite, oh, wow. OK, you know, I just I just sort of said the first thing that came into my head. Maybe I'm giving away the secrets here, but you know, the, the, these are the things which I thought might be helpful. And it turned out that they actually were. And, and that's 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 pretty amazing. It is a very demanding job, but at the same time, I can say that uh, it is quite rewarding. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's been that's been really interesting conversation. I think, Michael. I, I hope it was was for you. It was for me. Certainly. Yeah, no, I just say. I mean, I'm I'm always 
very happy to meet other colleagues. That's one of the things which uh, I, I think is, is a bit of a shame at the universities that we are uh, multidisciplinary and yet we, we very much stay in our own bubble. So whenever it's to courses or to committees that we have occasions to meet other colleagues and, and students from, from other parts, uh, I'm always thrilled to learn about their own journey. So. Hopefully that will lead to maybe a coffee or something later on. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's lovely talking to you. Uh, bye. Bye, Dr. Rapp. All the best to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Teaching Award series. Teaching Matters is brought to you by the University of Edinburgh's Institute for Academic Development. For more posts and conversations about teaching and learning, head to our blog. We'd be delighted for you to join the conversation. To do so, please email us at teachingmatters@ed.ac.uk. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider following us on Spotify or subscribing on Apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review. Music for today's episode was provided by Hook Sounds. In the meantime, stay curious.